Welcome back to season three of the Waiver Wired podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to be here joining me as always, my partner in crime, Edward L. Murphy, Eddie Spaghetti. What is going on, Eddie? It's been forever. I mean, last time I saw you, we were, um, you know, pocketing a big check for finishing third in the NFC postseason. I, I mean, that we were so good. I hope everyone listening now, tuning in, knows you're in for a treat. Because, like, yes, we're good. Regular season will help you win your league. But the postseason is where we really made our bones last year. We were awesome. We were in simpatico with those lineups. So we, we did so well. Uh, so I really, again, I hope everyone who's tuning in, listening to us, follows along because that was uh, really special by us. And I, I'm so glad to be back. I'm so ready for football. I know there's a game coming on soon, the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for this season. I'm so excited for fantasy. There's a lot of of intrigue, a lot of storylines. Maybe I'm excited for my Giants. We'll see how this year goes. But <laughs> but Jen, it's just it's great to see you and me doing waiver wire again. It's great to be here. I missed you guys so much in the quote unquote off season uh, because you know I was very very involved in in baseball and I love baseball. It's you know my first love of sports, but football, I'm really glad it's here. I'm ready. I'm ready for some NFL and I'm super excited. We're going to do this. And so if you're watching this right now, live, please know that you can write in with any question at any moment. We would be happy to take them. We want this to be your show. We want you to help us uh, guide it. What do you want to hear? What do you want to know? We want to answer your questions and we want to be on your team. Okay. We want to help you win your fantasy league. We all want to be on this team together. So unless you're playing me, then don't ask me questions. Okay. And done. If you're watching this right now, I know how you are. Um, then please write in with your questions. No, I'll answer your questions. And if you're watching, definitely. Um, but you can jump over right now. If you're scrolling through this on Twitter, then please jump over to Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, because then your comments will pop up and we want to talk to you and we want to bring you into the conversation. So please do that. Um, All right. So I guess maybe let's just hit some news and kind of dive in. We are going to be diving into the quarterback position today. I figure why not just start out with positional previews each week? We'll kind of talk through the landscape of the position strategies, who we like, who we don't like. Um, But let's yeah, let's kick it off with some news. I did say that I was done with baseball, but just really quickly. Whoa. Trade deadline. Hello? I, I know we're excited for football to come back. I feel oh like God. it's like a cruel joke on you, Jen, uh, who you've been crushing it all year on, on baseball. Everyone go <laughs> check out Jen's stuff. It's been great. I read it all the time. But, yeah, it's like right before you can transition into NFL, it's like we're going to trade one of the biggest <laughs> stars in baseball, uh, one of the best you know, young players. I mean, Juan Soto getting traded. Yankees making moves. I mean, uh, it's it was an insane deadline. A lot of you know, Red Sox even making moves to some strange ones. It's strange. it's something else right now. No, uh, Astros yeah. added some some players. So yeah. it's it's something it's it's it. Baseball needed that. I will say that as a Yankees fan, as somebody who loves baseball, I know you do, too. They needed that. They needed some some spark. And now the San Diego Padres. Are, an, are now a big market team, I guess. Now, interestingly, let me ask you this. On most sports books, um, the Yankees are still the favorites, followed right. very closely by the Dodgers and then the Astros. Mm-hmm. And then generally the Mets, the mm-hmm. Braves, the Padres. That seems to be the general consensus. And so on some sports books, you can still get the Padres at 11 to 1, 10 to 1, 9 to right. 1. Um, now, the trick here is when you're betting this, guys, if you decide to go bet baseball futures, the thing that you would want to bet here is definitely for the World Series, okay? You do not want to bet, bet the division. You could bet for, you know, the pennant uh, if, if you want to take a shot on the Padres. Don't bet on the division. There's an 11-game gap, I believe, between the Dodgers and the Padres. So the Padres and likely the Mariners and likely the Blue Jays um, we'll all get there via a wild card berth. So you're going to see crazy odds for the division, like minus 50,000 for you know them to win. It's ridiculous. But the World Series thing, remember, it's all about matchups. And specifically Juan Soto um, was on a team in 2019 that wasn't very good, actually, but got really hot at the right time. And that is exactly what could happen to the San Diego Padres. So there's a lot of value there on the Padres if you want to pull that ticket. Me personally, um, I'm really excited about the Astros. The fact that they're still the third favorite, there is still a little value there. And I just want to present 
that the Astros have swept the Mets in all their appearances this year, and they have won five of seven versus the Yankees. So the fact that they're, you know, only third, there is still some value there because, you know, you st- it's about matchups. Now, if you're the Oakland A's, you'll win the World Series because they can beat the Astros. <laughs> but yeah. the Yankees and the Mets have had a little bit of a problem solving them. So that's my case. Uh, you're, you're right about the Astros. I'm petrified of the Astros. Now I'm glad the Yankees made some moves to the deadline, mm-hmm. as did the Astros. Um, I do have a ticket. Uh, I did place a bet during uh, our good friend Harry's wedding for the Yankees to win the World <laughs> Series. So I'm very what invested. Was the, what was the what were the odds? At I that got them to sixteen to one. Yeah, I mean, like, if, yeah preseason like and that's the thing like checking out those futures if you really believe and then just continually playing the futures market as they shift can be such a fun way Mm -hmm. to bet i took on um i think it was against all odds i took justin verlander for al cy young and at the time i think it was 16 to 1 and now he's i think 3 to 1 great so sometimes you gotta place bets on your team Look, folks, me and Jen know stuff, so listen to us. You'll either win money or win your leagues, uh, football or baseball, so either sport got you covered. Well, um, let's talk about what is going on in the news today, and we will talk football. Um, Of course, we now know that maybe Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension will be appealed. Maybe there will be no Deshaun Watson after all. Guys, me personally, I am not drafting – Deshaun Watson or any of his weapons. Um, that's just how I feel about it because besides the obvious question marks about morality, um, I just not sure that they're going to help you win your league either. So even at this point with Deshaun Watson, um, I still think he's only a late round dart throw. There are just too many question marks. And even if he gets on the field and plays this year, there's question marks about how his chemistry will be with Amari Cooper, with the rest of the team, with just the general feeling. And he didn't play football at all last year. So um, as far as fantasy, that's where I am on that. Have you drafted? Have you done any early drafts yet? Eddie, I've none. like done best ball. Okay, I've been none, doing best ball. none yet. Michael I mean, Fabiano has got me. Yeah. God bless Michael Fabiano. He's probably texting me right now. Make your pick. Um, he's got me in so many best ball leagues. I think I've done like ten already. And I have like, uh, a lot. A lot of the leagues. My the, my guys in my main league have done some best ball drafts, and I've done like some mock stuff. But you, uh, the two things you said that with Bow Watson, I agree with, and obviously we're talking about this in strictly just football terms Fantasy here. But yeah. I don't, I don't see with quarterbacks, and we're going to get into heavy quarterback stuff today. I don't see yeah. a reason to uh, to really draft him. There's so many good quarterbacks. Why are you going after him? Unless something like if you're in a 16 team league or something, and maybe you wait to the very end, you and like you know, or two quarterback league, and they snatch him up. You're hoping best case, best case scenario that if he if he is on the field for you know eleven games, whatever is ten games, and you're gonna maybe get some production out of him. But the other thing you said too, he didn't play last year. I don't understand this thing where people think, well, if a guy skips playing uh, football, he's gonna be better. Oh, his body's gonna be rested. It's like you're better playing. Like your your prime is a short window. Your body has to get used to it, the conditioning, all that stuff. So uh, I'm with you. I, I don't want to draft anything to do with like with Sean Watson. And really with the Browns, I'm not even sure what the yeah. best. I mean, who right? I know we're gonna get into quarterbacks, but who in the Browns is the one guy you you actually kind of do like? Is it is it Chubb or Big you just, Chubb? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's the only only person. And I right. would consider drafting Nick Chubb, absolutely, especially if the value falls. But I like what you said about the quarterback position, about like, is there just a reason why to draft Deshaun Watson? Because there is so much talent there. And we're going to get into that in a few minutes when we start talking about strategy and how to draft and what the landscape of the quarterback position looks like. Um, Kyler Murray making news, speaking of quarterbacks. Um, first we found out that he needs to have rewards to study. (laughs) Then we found out, no, 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 they didn't mean it. That was, they didn't No, He's fine. Um, but now he has COVID this week. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess he's going to have plenty of time to play MLB the show and yeah, Kyler, I still like him for fantasy. I, I like this. I I like Kyler too. I mean, the guy. It's it's been the weirdest like three weeks or so for him. Like with with obviously the the contract language, and then him unfortunately getting COVID. Hope he's doing all right. And then the whole news coming out that you know on, on double XP uh, XP weekends on Call of Duty is uh, when he plays worse 
on Sundays or Mondays. And that to me was so insane that these like internet sleuths or whoever did it went after that found that stuff out. Um, so that leads me to believe that I guess the Cardinals did think, Hey, maybe he is spending too much time doing other stuff. That being said, but how, how critical can you be of a guy who is like, whatever his age, what is he? 23, 24 getting drafted in the first round in two sports, first overall pick, like, well, like the ninth pick by the A's. Like he's supremely talented. The guy like wins a Heisman. He's awesome in college. I love watching him no matter where you play. That's absolutely true. But I'm with you. But there is a point when your natural talent will only take you so far. And I think that's what they're concerned about because they wrote him a big check. And if they would feel better about that really big check if he had Tom Brady's work ethic, right? Sure. And, you know, if he were slamming iPads, not because he was, you know, checking his Uber Eats order, but he was actually like looking at the game plan, watching tape. Um, So that's, I think that's what it is. It's like, okay, we're writing you a really big check and we get it. You've gotten this far in natural talent, but you know what? He kind of has choked down the stretch, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And I think what this really comes down to is that there have been questions about his leadership. Right. I mean, we've seen that over and over. These stories like, is Kyler a leader in the clubhouse? And I interviewed Christian Kirk over at Sports Illustrated. And he said, yeah, he loved Kyler. Of course, he's going to say all those nice things. But you have to wonder, did he like is Kyler a leader? And where that would come from, I would think is if you don't think that your quarterback really has your game plan and has, you know, thought about it and has your best interest in mind. That says to me that your quarterback maybe is playing too much Call of Duty. I don't know. I, he definitely has a a lot of potential negatives or some cons for weighing the pros and cons there. But part of me thinks like in my head, like he has what it takes to win an MVP. And then, you know, we're talking, we're talking fantasy here. It's like, he has the real good chance of finishing number one as like the top QB because of his running, rushing ability, obviously with DeAndre Hopkins, they added Hollywood Brown. They have Zach Ertz there. Now Uh, he's always going to get the the numbers on the ground. It's like, if, if he stays healthy, which he wasn't last year and like, you're totally right. Jen, like, and they he has do. said he wants to run less. So remember that, everybody. And I'm I'm all right with that. I think they have enough passing weapons where he could do that. I don't want him getting hurt. Okay. If 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 him running less, he will run enough to to be, you know a substantial amount to at least have uh, to be that a factor in drafting him. But I, I think when you have the weapons, he does. And, and the one thing I do agree with though, and that could play into why he was injured, is like them fading on the stretch. Maybe his body was beat up. Maybe less running does help that. But like I said, a lot of cons. But his upside to me is super high. Where I'm gonna if I'm in leagues and I see him there. I'm like, man, I, I kind of want to take him. I, I really do like Kyler, but yeah, a lot of stuff surrounding him right now. Yeah, he's still a top 10 quarterback. There's absolutely no debate about that, actually. Let me just check in right now. Where is he going right now at the NFC? He's going as the number six quarterback off the board. So it has changed nothing as far as where you should draft him, but it will be interesting to see. I mean, we're all going to have a story afterward, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be like, oh, it was so obvious that he was going to be so good now that they put pressure on him. Or, oh, it was so obvious he was going to fall off because he isn't studying. So we'll we'll all look back and say we were right when this is over. Um, Okay. Other news, Bill Belichick doesn't care about your fantasy football team. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> I want to tell Bill. I wish Kyle I- Shanahan. News alert. He Bill has been. I mean, since uh, since fantasy was like invented, I feel like Bill Belichick's been the worst. You know, prisoner uh, number one of like the guy who makes it harder for you for, for fantasy players with what he does with his game plans, with the amount of running backs he uses, and his even his bad drafting with not bringing guys like you know the 2019 draft class they bring in to kill Harry. Every other guy got a contract extension has been awesome he brings in the worst guy so bill you know you said that about fantasy well us people who love fantasy what we're going to say back to you is you're the absolute worst coach for fantasy so i'll gladly stay away from you unless you have different thoughts on the patriots this year but i'm still kind of shaky about stuff also you're not very good in those subway commercials bill sorry that too you stink on tv bill yeah no good no good all right uh denver wide receiver tim patrick tore his acl and i have to tell you this happened in the middle of trade deadline and i like needed time to mourn about it because tim patrick was one of my favorite late round picks in best ball and everything because the idea and we'll get more into this later of russell wilson and that offense and tim patrick being perhaps one of those people i mean tim patrick's doesn't drop passes. And I also want to say, what is going on, Denver? Can you please figure out what is up with your conditioning staff or your turf? Because every season, one of your star wide receivers tears their ACL and that's a problem. So please fix that. 
please. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a huge blow to them, and we'll get deeper into the Russell Wilson stuff later. But that they did not need that injury. I know it's a dumb thing to say, but like there's some teams that could afford stuff, and I think Denver with that division. I know it's a new quarterback. I know that Russell Wilson's been around the block and he knows what he's doing. But they they need all the help they can get because if you slip up a couple games, it's like you have awesome teams you have the whole division could essentially win the super bowl in my mind so having you know losing tim patrick and he's a guy too that i thought would have a, a pretty good season so that's it, just a, a bad blow to them yeah uh, hall of fame game tonight if you guys are complete degenerates like the rest of the people at extra points you're probably yes. betting on it um so no we're no we're not going to see a trevor lawrence no we're not going to see travis Etienne. no you're not going to see uh Derek Carr probably or Devontae Adams. Why would you? <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, but it is football. And if you're one of those people that hates NBA and MLB and NHL and has been waiting for football, tonight is your chance to get really excited and then realize it, it's not that big of a deal. But it will be soon. So put in your bets. We actually have um, we have a prop bet contest going on too, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, we have the, if you go on nextpoints.com slash arcade, we have the August prop quiz, uh, prop quiz is up right now. Uh, a lot of fun as always, they do a great job creating that. So please go, go do there. And, and while you're at that, subscribe to all of our podcasts, but yes, nextpoints.com slash arcade. And finally, um, are we going to talk about Tom Brady and this tampering thing with the Miami Dolphins? I, I'd I love mean, to get into that. I mean, it's it's uh, minus three, the latest one today. Uh, Shaq and Hench went hard uh, at, at each other because uh, Dave thinks that he floated the idea. Is Tom Brady a good guy in, in terms of the NFL, confines of the NFL? Is he a bad guy or is he, or is he still a good guy that kind of gets away with Because, look, I mean, Spygate. Deflategate. Now this whole yeah. thing with tampering and trying to be like the puppet master. I mean, and, didn't you see drunk Tom Brady? In, right. Into a lot yeah. of deal. Yeah, he's I fun mean, then, yeah. Yeah. Don't you, I mean, everybody wants to hang out with drunk Tom Brady. And it's easy to get him drunk because he's basically probably never had alcohol other than, you know, at a Super Bowl party. The rest of the time he's avoiding strawberries and yeah, just when he gets his ring, that's, that's when he consumes alcohol. But, yeah. I mean, I also don't get from the perspective of him, I know maybe it's a, a post-career thing. Like, obviously, he wanted to be part of the ownership group, which I understand. But, I mean, what he did in Tampa winning and, and creating that, it's like that to me was the, the better move than going down to South so Beach. I know better. I know it's within the division. You want to you know, maybe beat the Patriots. But it's it's very odd that he made that move. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, we've seen that in the NBA kind of with, like, the players having more power than pretty much much everyone else like Tom Brady is that for the NFL and he tried to create a super team down there with Sean Payne and got caught and uh you know I guess the history books will not be written in the way he wanted them to be but uh I yeah I don't know I think he made the right I'm gonna write anything about it he's gonna get a pass come on Uh, he's the goat okay everybody we'll be right back after this quick break now Eddie we talked about our extra points uh, competition over there. You can go and enter your prop competition, but I want to talk about something else, which is really, really exciting. And that is Buffalo wild wings is offering. And I'm not, I'm not even joking. This is the cool, one of the coolest things they're offering a, a NFL draft party for your fantasy football draft package right now. And I got to tell you about this because I, I think Doing drafts live are something that everybody needs to do this year because we've all been doing it like from our computers, right? But right now, if you book on online or ahead with Buffalo Bills Wild Wings, you get half off all your appetizers. But here's the best part. You get an order of, hold on, let me see what they're, it's really hot wings. It's a a punishment pack, okay? Mm -hmm. So like for us, for instance, we had our extra points, you know, postseason league. Martin would have to sit down and eat six, blazing wings and wear a last place bib don't we want this i i want it desperately uh what i love about it too is i love wings um i mean you can't beat beer wings uh football it's the best combo but i'm really amped about this i have no i'm not good with hot foods so to me like knowing there's a very bad bad punishment uh it makes it more intriguing for me and and the what the buffalo wild wings the the blazing carolina reaper wings i cannot even imagine i have a funny story about it i've going i used to go to buffalo wings still do ton with my friends back back at home in uh, new york and we told the waiter to throw in one of those 
wings, one boneless one in the mixture of just like the medium and like the second or third wing in my, uh, my friend Eric actually ate one was crying at the table. So those things are hot. They're no joke. So if you lose, that is a brutal punishment. So I love it. So if you want to see a grown man cry when he loses his fantasy football league, then he also has to have a Carolina Reaper. Boneless I, I winter wing. I mean, we we you know this is actually funny because in the first season of this podcast, Jerry and I had a long debate about boneless wings versus you know actual buffalo wings. And my stance is I'm boneless or forget about it because who wants to slurp meat off a tiny bone? Please don't cut that and put that mm-hmm. on it. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's <laughs> I, I not. <laughs> It's not exciting. It's not good, in my opinion. So, yeah, I like saucy chicken nuggets. I don't care. But they have those. And you know what else? They have a Buffalo Wild. Okay, this is, I, I don't know how this turned into a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, commercial, but they have cauliflower now. So yes. If you want to like trick yourself into being healthy or you don't eat meat, it's okay. You can still have your fantasy football draft party at Buffalo Wild Wings or you can do it off site and they'll do a, a party pack for you. So, anyway, I love it. I think it's really, really cool. It's, and in honor awesome. of that, I think we're going to frame our whole episode in like uh, spiciness, um, levels of spiciness. It. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So let's start out with this quarterback position. Um, now, Eddie, you mentioned something I really liked earlier, which is like, why do you need to take a shot on Deshaun Watson when there's so much talent at the position? And I have noticed that lately people have been drafting quarterbacks again a little sooner um, in their leagues. And I get why, because we have all this talent at quarterback and it's so much fun to have Josh Allen on your team or have Justin Herbert on your team or have even Tom Brady on your team, but you can wait for Tom Brady. But um, so drafting early and because super flex leagues, right? So sometimes quarterbacks will go higher. But when I look at this year's quarterback landscape, I can make a case for like at least 15 of these guys to finish top eight. I mean, it is absolutely stacked. And here's the thing about fantasy football to remember. It doesn't matter if your quarterback is the guy that gets you the most points. There are a lot of guys that are going to get within that level of points. They're going to be pretty close clustered, even at the top. It's not going to be a big enough difference. The position where you want to worry about it is something like tight end. So you need to make a choice early. Am I going to target an elite one or take a flyer? later or running back when you're worried about injury wide receiver quarterback I think more than ever this year you can wait and it's hilarious to me because more than ever this year I see them flying off the board early so I want to talk about who right now are the top people in drafts and this is according to NFC um the first quarterback off the board Josh Allen makes sense right Mm -hmm. two seasons in a row he finished as the top uh, quarterback He deserves to be there. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. This is where you're all going to get really mad at me, and I'm going to get so many tweets. Patrick Mahomes is going off the board as if he's the Carolina Reaper. And you should be prepared that he could be finishing like a Caribbean jerk. Wow. That's a very spicy hot take. It is spicy. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I'm just going to say that based on where he's being taken, okay, this is based on where he's being taken. So right now, to get Patrick Mahomes in most leagues, you have to take him around the third round, third, maybe fourth round. Consider who you're passing up in the third and fourth round, and then consider that you could get someone like Kyler Murray two rounds later. Is there enough of a points difference between Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray for that to matter? As opposed to there being a points difference between, say, I don't know, who's in the third round? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And a fifth round running back, you know? So that's that's what you have to think about here. Um, 
Well, Jen, let me let me ask you quick: is is that yeah. because uh, is that because you think that there's so many great quarterbacks that'll be close enough, or is that more of an indictment on Mahomes of either you know maybe this like offensive shift they've been talking about, or just the or the loss of Tyree Kill, which is probably the the biggest reason? So it's both. Okay. So number one, Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's like so crazy about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is really crazy, but do you guys realize it's been a while since he's finished? Really. As the QB one, he finished as QB five last year, I believe. So behind Tom Brady, behind um, Josh Allen, behind Justin Herbert, maybe is QB four. Fine. Mm -hmm. But where were you able to take Tom Brady? Right? Yep. Great point. Yeah. Okay. So this is what you have to think about. Where were you able to take Justin Herbert? Sure. Early but not as early as Patrick Mahomes because people love Patrick Mahomes. Not to mention the fact that last year, Patrick Mahomes had two, okay, he had a game where he scored 8.7 points, 10.4 points, 8.5 points, 13.6 points, 10.4 points. These are, this is not good. So in the end, in the accumulation, he ended up as, as the fourth quarterback and ended up paying off. But on a week-to-week basis, he can be incredibly frustrating. So he'll have these big games. And I do think there will be big games in the AFC West. I think there will be a lot of shootouts. Um, but I do think that we all need to tap the brakes a little bit on how high we're prioritizing Patrick Mahomes. And um, this could absolutely come back to bite me, except it can't. Because even if he does finish as the QB1, you still don't need him that early. You just don't. Number two, he lost Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Right? When I watch Patrick Mahomes play, it's really cool. He does all these tricky things, and he throws off balance, and he kind of looks like he's playing in the schoolyard, and it's awesome. Um, but he also has guys guys he knew he could go to, and Tyreek Hill was like that guy. Is it going to be the same with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Michael Hardman? I mean, I think Kelsey is a lock because we know they can connect, but there's still chemistry there. And, and it's just, there could be a lot of miscues. I mean, remember that Patriots Chiefs Super Bowl? Yeah. Mahomes didn't even score a touchdown in that game. Pretty brutal. Right? Yeah. He is fallible. So I just think everyone should be prepared. So that is my little bit spicy take as we, as we uh, go through I, I didn't expect the Carolina Reaper hot take right off the bat, especially with Patrick Mahomes. But, Jen, everything you're saying is, I mean, is pretty accurate. I mean, I, you could argue the biggest storyline going into this NFL season, you know, because we anointed Patrick Mahomes as yeah. uh, the, the, the best the quarterback of the generation. He, no one's better than him. And if they come back down to earth, him and the, the Chiefs, as a whole, because like I said before, AFC West, very, very strong. Very uh, strong. That's going to change the whole dynamic of how we look at the league. Like when the face of the league, if they win nine, you know, maybe 10 games, they struggle without Tyree Kill with this new offensive scheme they have with the receivers they have. I and mean, you could argue the depth is okay, but maybe the high end talent's not there. Kelsey isn't getting any younger. And maybe Kelsey's play was, you know, aided by having Tyree Kill on the field. So I, I think going into this, I mean, they're. It, it, yes, we could look stupid, and the Chiefs could win fourteen games, or everything yeah, we predicted uh, could go could go wrong for them. And uh, that's so to me, I'm I'm keep my eye on that. But I'm with you on there. There's just too many good quarterbacks. So again, just to summarize, I think Patrick Mahomes is a very good po- quarterback. I think he <laughs> will do very well for your fantasy football team. I just don't like the price. I don't like the cost, and I don't think it's it, it's worth it. I don't think you need to um, to 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 cost yourself a third round pick um, for. Patrick Mahomes, because I think you can get similar or better production at a later price. Okay. So moving along, uh, I will accept all hate mail. I know it's coming. Um, Next up right now is Justin Herbert, who absolutely can make a case to finish number one, finish number two last year. Really looking forward to the third season of Justin Herbert. After that, Joe Burrow, who impressed us down the stretch. He's got Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins. He's got Joe Mixon. He's got weapons galore. Tyler Boyd. I mean, it's it goes on and on. It is ridiculous. Uh, Lamar Jackson, number five. I find this one interesting. People are definitely still into his rushing upside. We'll go more into that in a minute. Kyler Murray, number six. Jalen Hurts, number seven. I think this is going to burn people too. I, I I don't know if it's the I Giants bias speaking, but I know we're. I, mean, I look I, when it's there's smoke, high. there's fire, and the, the Jalen Hurts offseason thing when there's whispers coming from the, the Eagles camp of like they're looking into other quarterbacks, and then like AJ Brown has a tweet that he's, I would be, he's good. Like, oh no, don't worry about my yeah. quarterback; he's going to be fine. And to me, it's like eh, it's not that's not good. Like they wouldn't be doing this stuff if he was that great. And we'll talk about this when we get to uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, sure. Yeah, they went and got him one of the best receivers. Absolutely. But 
he still has to be able to complete passes to him. And totally. AJ Brown went from basically a run heavy offense to another run heavy offense, yeah. but with a far less accurate quarterback. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I get where everyone's like taking AJ Brown high. I just don't think it's that smart. I think he might be about the same, which would be awesome. Like I would take last year's AJ Brown, but not at the price AJ Brown's going, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, of course, you know, I like Dak, but we know that he, uh, you know, James Washington's out now. Michael Gallup may not hit Start the season little little sketchy. Russell Wilson after uh, Dak Prescott, and then Super Bowl champion Matt Stafford coming in at number ten. Tom Brady number eleven, reigning MVP number twelve. Are you seeing the theme here? Why you don't need to necessarily take a quarterback in the second or third round? Um, you brought up a, a Matt Stafford. We got a question here from uh, from Albert asking you worried about Matt Stafford's elbow injury. Not as of yet. Um, we saw him have an elbow injury last season too. He did okay. And this is one of the toughest guys. This guy's been injured a lot and he plays and powers through it. So I'm not worried about the Matt Stafford elbow injury yet. Um, what about you, Eddie? Uh, I've been following a lot of the, you know, obviously all the accounts, seeing what they do in training camp. And Jen, I know it's probably like a, I'm a fool to look into that too much, but it seems like he's healthy. It seems like he's throwing deep balls. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was an issue, they would, you know, they would sit him out. Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't think it's anything bad, uh, but we'll see maybe in the second or third preseason game, whenever he takes some snaps. But according to what I've seen on Twitter and stuff, like he's going to be okay. And uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with that, uh, you know, where he's ranked there. Thanks for the question, Albert. Um, yes. Okay, so that rounds out our top 12. Uh, I want you to tell me who your favorite pick is in that top 12. My favorite pick out of that group is Lamar Jackson. And uh, I just think Lamar Jackson is – it's been a strange offseason for him too with all the criticism he's been getting about, uh, you know, the, should he get this contract or not. I know he's representing himself. When a guy's betting on himself, I, I just feel like he's just going to be awesome. And I just love, you know, th- th- with the Dobbins potential injury, I know there's not a lot of great uh, weapons there. Uh, they do have Bateman, who I do like. But in the Marquise Hollywood Brown ends up leaving and they were buddies, which is kind of a red flag. But to me, when a guy's betting himself, when Lamar Jackson's won an MVP, he can run, which it could be to his detriment if he gets injured. But I think a guy who's just like with the chip on his shoulder, and I think the Ravens team is going to be really good. Uh, Running the ball, passing the ball, I just really like Lamar for where he's um, sitting right now. Like you said, I think he's like neck and neck with Kyler Murray. We just talked about all the Kyler Murray potential cons there, so I I really like him. Uh, and, and anytime you get a quarterback with with that could run, it's a it's an added plus to you. So those are great. If I had to go super chalky. Uh, I really do like Justin Herbert a lot, and if you read that uh, that article, the quarterback tiers article, and I know this is not necessarily fantasy related, but I think a lot of this stuff stems from it. And uh, I think the article from the Athletic, they interviewed like GMs and scouts around the league, and they were like, "Yeah, Herbert is by far like the best guy, the best talented guy. He's only going to get better." People love the Chargers this year, so I think if you want to spend a very high pick on a quarterback, I think Herbert is a, a solid choice. But if Lamar Jack is there, he's uh, kind of you know creep around the middle rounds, later rounds. I, I really like him a lot. I'd scoop him up. Would you rather have Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? I I think I'd probably have Herbert. I would too. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not my favorite pick. In fact, he might be one of my least favorite picks. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't buy it. And I'm worried about him losing his weapons and his passing accuracy uh, really took a step back last year. And, but that being said, a lot of people love Lamar Jackson. There is huge upside. I just think it's a little bit of a gamble. And when I'm taking a, my first quarterback, I like my first quarterback to be, feel like it's a more solid floor. Now people might say that's ridiculous. Jennifer, his rushing upside gives him a solid floor. Um, so yeah, there's that argument, but my favorite is, um, it's Russ. Okay. I, I, and it, again, um, Russ has never finished outside the top 11 quarterbacks in his 10 NFL seasons, except for one. And in that one season he was injured. Okay. Amongst active quarterbacks right now, his 65% career completion rate is better than Tom Brady, 
Um, his 6.2% touchdown rate is third behind Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And he's tied with Tom Brady for the fifth lowest interception rate at 1.8%. He has the third best active passer rating in the league behind Mahomes and Rodgers. And his deep ball passing skills are especially impressive. So I love that. And what I really, really love is Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett going over there. Um, and he's the guy that helped unlock Aaron Rodgers' MVP capability, Mm -hmm. like revive his career. I mean, it's such a perfect fit. So I just love it. Um, He also finished the season on a high note. I mean, we were kind of like down on him, but again, he also played for a run first team. Right. Right. So I'm super excited. And, and the reason why he's my favorite in the top 10 is he has the ability to finish top five easily, but he's going uh, pick 77. Okay. So I love that. I just feel like that. And I do think you'll get a floor. I do. Um, because as I said, he's he's finished 11 or better um, and finishes the first, the QB1 before. So, so he's my favorite pick. Um, more I than Black like, Prescott, more than. I do like the value there with him, but I, I, I every day I'm going back and forth on how I feel about the Broncos as a whole. And like we mm-hmm. talked about before, the, the loss of Tim Patrick is a big mm-hmm. one. So I'm like, okay, well, you have Jerry Judy, you have Corlin Sutton, but then he had, you know, uh, uh, Metcalf and, 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 and yeah, and Lockett. So it's like, well, who was who's really the better duo mm-hmm. there? Like I, I, I could lean with Seattle, and then obviously the running game now in Denver is a lot. But I, I really like Javante Williams. But we'll get we'll get to the running backs another day. But and then I also think, like I said before, the the AFC West is loaded. Somebody's got to be yeah, struggle. So Somebody's more be shootout. bad. So I more do think shootouts. right. So he will be throwing the ball more. He and then passes. I'm like, but is is his mobility kind of decreasing? He's not getting any younger. I keep, it's it's one of those things where I'm flip-flopping but yeah. like you said where where he's it's going in drafts if i'm if i'm getting that point out of a quarterback and russ is there then i go yeah. hmm, okay maybe That's i will take good. russell wilson so yeah you uh, can take I russell can be wilson sold. or Dak prescott right or, or matt stafford of those three who would you take if they're all going about the same spot oh that's really tough I they're th- all great yeah that's tough i this think is what you can wait and get guys i think i would go I probably right now I would lean Russ. I could be easily convinced of Dak though. Um, and I would probably put Stafford third just because at least those guys could rush if they need, which also is another question gen too, for people who are, you know, uh, studying quarterbacks very early on. I know we're saying now there's so many to look at. Are you, is it fair to say take, take the quarterback that could rush more than the quarterback who doesn't, or do you think it's a case by case kind of thing? I think it's a case-by-case kind of thing. Justin Herbert finished as um, the number two quarterback. He doesn't really run. I mean, he does if he has to, Mm -hmm. but he's not like Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen. Josh Allen rushed a little less than before, too, when they started using Devin Singletary. And it didn't matter. They just opened him up for the passing game, and he he killed it. So it also depends on your league scoring, right? So if you get six points per passing touchdown – and six points per rushing touchdown, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter, right. right? But if there is a scoring difference, then yeah, it does make a difference. So you you do have to always check about that. Um, so yeah, um, after that is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Would you take either of those guys over Russell Wilson? I don't oh, – prop. Definitely not Tom Brady. I just feel like with Tom Brady, eventually he's gonna he's gonna fall off a cliff. Eventually, something's gonna have to happen where he's not gonna be the same. And I know they've added some weapons now. Julio Jones, whoop de do. Um, Rogers, obviously, the loss of Bondi Adams is not great right. for him, but he'll find a yeah. way to make you know he'll he makes people around him better, which is you know the, been the case his entire career. He's never really had the best receivers or, or tight ends, and he's found a way to make them you know kind of household names. But the same thing there, though, with the with the age, and I, I, I guess, I guess Russ, I'm, I'm still picking him, even though I kind of just spoke out against him. Yeah, R- Rogers won that golf tournament between. I mean, he basically won yes. it for them. Yeah, yeah. And so since then, I'm kind of like, okay, maybe you are the MVP. That's that was. I mean, you can do it across all sports. You're just a winner. You're a gamer. I like yeah. it. Except for maybe not in the postseason. But anyway, that's another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, next tier. Number 13, Trey Lance. Number 14, Derek Carr. Number 15, Kirk Cousins. Number 16, Justin Fields. Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson. There he is. And then um, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter. All right. So that finishes out. So 
of the next group of guys, like a middle guy, like let's say you're going to wait to middle rounds, like ninth round. Who's your kind of middle round pick that you like the best? For me, it's very simple, and uh, I've been on his bandwagon. I know Dave has as well. The Minus 3 podcast is a big fan of the Carr family, but I'm, I'm a big Derek Carr guy. Uh, I just think, you know, last year the Raiders season could not have gone any worse in terms of all the off-the-field issues and just crazy things that any team would have folded. And they uh, still somehow found a way to, to get to the postseason. Uh, it was his best passing yards per game, almost 77 completion percentage. And then obviously the biggest news is they're adding Devontae Adams. You're getting back a, a, a healthy Darren Waller. They just re-signed Hunter Renfro. Things are going really well over there. Josh, uh, you know, like it's the new coaching staff I think is going to help him out. I, I like uh, Derek Carr a lot. He's the guy that I think just gets kind of overlooked. And I, I get why. He's in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Now you're going to add Russell Wilson. But I like Vegas this year. I like what their their weapons are. And I think he's a guy. He's, he is just super committed. He's like a, an in-game warrior. He's going to give it his all. I think you like that in a quarterback. So I like Derek Carr where he is right now in, uh, in these drafts. Check mark. I agree. I'm on board with Derek Carr. I'm going to have at least a couple teams with Derek Carr because also his value is ninth or tenth round. That's great. Um, that's great. Yeah. Think of all the talented wide receivers, running backs, tight ends you can take and still have Derek Carr. Yeah, is it a little bit of a risk? Sure. Um, we don't really know what he's going to look like with Devontae Adams. But as you said, he really put up some great games last year and showed his tenacity. And I'm excited for the coaching change. So I agree. So my middle pick is the guy going right after Derek Carr. And it's Kirk Cousins. Um, And again, Kirk Cousins made a big step forward last year. He was actually great in fantasy because you got him for free. And now he's got Kevin (laughs) O'Connell. And that's the guy that basically... uh, coordinated Cooper Cup's breakout season for the Rams, right? right? So he's going from being on a run first team. Kirk Cousins did all of this success. You know, he takes all this flack, but he was playing for a run first team, right? He's got Justin Jefferson, who is probably going to be the next Cooper Cup. Right. I mean, yep. amazing. Up. It's Adam Thielen. I don't care what you say. I still love Adam Thielen. And no, he's not due for touchdown regression. The dude still had 10 touchdowns in just 13 games last year which is the same as Justin Jefferson in all 17. So he's still going to be a red zone target. He's still got an enormous wing, wingspan. He's still got chemistry with Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, Irv Smith, unfortunately, looks like maybe he's a little banged up, but yeah. there's KJ Osborne there. I just, I think that Kirk Cousins um, going where he's going, you know, Wes Phillips is there, um, passing game coordinator for the Rams. I just, I like it. I like it. And I feel like if you just want to stack up on everything else, get yourself Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr right in there, you you could easily end up with a top 10 quarterback finish, maybe even higher. And you can always insure yourself later with one of our deep picks, which is what we're going to talk about next. Who's your favorite deep league quarterback? Like, let's say you've punted the whole time, but you really believe in this guy, or you're in a super flex league and he's your second QB. Who's it going to be? Oh, oh boy. I'm going to do it. Uh, this, if I had to give a rating for this, my blazing Carolina Re- Reaper, uh, high end, super hot take here. And people are going to say, Eddie, you're a homer. That's not what I'm doing. I don't even have that much faith in the Giants this year. That'd be better. But I'm going to say Daniel Jones. And the reason why is, you know, I've read everything, listened to everything, watched everything about the Giants offseason. People were like, oh, they're going to bring in Jimmy G. They're going to bring in this guy. They're not. They're not going to do that. They they know Daniel Jones. They're pushing him. They're going, this is it. Chips, you know, put in the middle of the table. It's all in. What do you have? And he doesn't have the – didn't pick up the player option, so he has to bet on himself. But what I do know, Daniel Jones is a guy the minute the season is over has been working his tail off all the way until now, and they're getting some help. They got Evan Neal. They're making the offensive line better. Andrew Thomas was awesome last year. Saquon's back and healthy. We know that he could block, he can catch, he can run. So you have a guy behind you is only going to help you. They go and take Wondell Robinson in the second round, another weapon to help him out. Kadarius Tony is actually practicing. He's performing pretty well. And obviously you still have Kenny Galladay. You have Sterling Shepard. They got rid of Evan Ingram, who was just, you know, knocking balls in the air to get intercepted. So that's a, you know, addition by subtraction there. And, you know, look at their schedule. They have games versus Jacksonville, versus Seattle, versus Houston, 
versus Chicago versus Detroit. And you know, depending on what your feelings are on uh, on Washington, you know the the win totals I think for the Giants are usually around seven and a half. Uh, DC is at eight and a half, so they're very close. I, I don't I'm not in love with them. And you know I was looking at a weird stat too about they're bringing Mike Kafka to help him out the, as quarterbacks coach, and obviously he gets to coach Patrick Mahomes and Dayball's the big story was with Josh Allen in Buffalo. If you like prorate their stats uh, and you know push them towards what the Giants will be this year, you could they say he's projecting for like the sixth most passing attempts, which is great. Obviously, you know, you know, Dayball is not known for the running backs in, in Buffalo. He's the guy that made Josh Allen, Josh Allen. So if you're looking for reasons to kind of buy into Daniel Jones, then those are the reasons why. And plus, you know, we talked about a little bit before, he has he has the legs. He can run if need if he needs yep. to. So that's always a plus there. I'm not saying bail on every quarterback and, and take this guy that he's going to be a home run. But if you're in a situation where you're in a bigger league and guys are taken, guys you target are gone, I think with their schedule and all those things I said, he's he's going to be closer to what we saw his rookie season than what he was with now. This The organization's finally becoming stable, so trust me on that one. So I don't hate this. Okay. That's- um, in fact, you made me feel good about the fact that I took him as my third quarterback in the Scott Fishbowl. Look, I mean, they're, they're Dayball believes in him. They know the guy works hard, and maybe yeah. the talent isn't all there, but he has the tools. He could run. Like he, he's a smart guy. I mean, like in and some of it, I, I hate doing this, but some of it, some of the blame, it does go on injuries. It does go on the coaching staff. I mean, the Joe Judge stuff didn't work out. The guy said, like, this is like what his third, fourth coach in the amount of years he's been in the league, and yeah. the different coordinators, like, and the parts around him were not great. The offensive line was terrible. They bring in Feliciano as well to help the offensive line. They did right by him finally. So I, I think all those things combined, it makes him a kind of attractive late round quarterback. Ed, I don't hate it. Okay, music to my ears. All right, I don't hate it. I'm now going to give you my favorite deep league pick. One might say he is the original Buffalo. Okay, it's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has the potential of going wild, guys. Yeah, that's two Buffalo Wild Wing sauce. <laughs> He's the original Buffalo with the potential of going wild. Let me tell you why, okay? Matt Ryan is a four-time Pro Bowler, four-time Pro Bowler. He's a former MVP. He's thrown for 65.5% career completion rate. By comparison, by the way, Carson Wentz has a 62% career rate. So if you're kind of like comparing to what was happening last year for the Colts, Matt Ryan is thrown for 4,000 or more yards in 10 of his 14 seasons, and he's led a team to a Super Bowl, okay? Ryan threw for only, you know, 39, 68 yards last season, uh, only 20 touchdowns, but he still had a 67% completion rate, and he did that with basically no Julio Jones and, what, five games with Calvin Ridley, right? So now we're going to take him and put him behind a strong defensive line. Um, we're going to take him on a team with Jonathan Taylor, which actually might open up the passing game for him. We're going to give him great weapons with Michael Pittman, possibly Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce. And you're telling me that he's only worth the QB 20, 21 pick. I don't see it. This guy could be, I kind of see parallels to like what happened with Matt Stafford, right? Matt Stafford in Detroit and everyone's like, yeah, well, if you just had a good team, if you just had the weapons, because he's got the arm, he's got the ability. I kind of see that happening with Matt Ryan. I can only see upside. I mean, he's not going to finish worse than last season. I mean, Carson Wentz finished as QB 14 in this system. Carson Wentz. You, You don't think that Matt Ryan can do at least that? I think he can. So I am driving the Matt Ryan hype train. He is the original Buffalo with the possibility to go wild. I'll say, to keep with your OG Buffalo take, if what you say about Matt Ryan's true, and I, I was critical of him in a few pods we did not too long ago, uh, because I worry about the downside, I worry about the age, I worry about all that. But if Matt Ryan plays well, and you mentioned all the things they have, great offensive line, great defense, great, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best in the game, the weapons, if he's good, and this team has not been talked about in this you know, kind of way, they there could be Super Bowl contender. Like, I really, everyone's talking about the AFC West, everyone brings up, you know, the, the Bengals could the repeat, Ravens maybe, the Bills, they're going to be in the mix, and uh, I, I think if, if he is, if he's average to above average, it's all he needs to be, really, they could be, be. they could be a, a real threat, a real contender, so I and do like that pick. 
great for your fantasy team. You know, he has got a nice soft schedule. He's meeting up with the Texans twice. You know, I mean, there, it's it's very, very doable for Matt Ryan to be really big for your fantasy team. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying anything, even though I said I think Patrick Mahomes is overvalued. But I'm saying at their price point, I might rather just take the shot on Matt Ryan. Now, it depends on your, you know, risk level. I don't think this is that risky. If Carson Wentz can finish as QB 14 in this system, then Matt Ryan certainly can. I know he's older. Tell that to Tom Brady. Tell that to Aaron Rodgers, okay? These guys that are getting their second lease on life, and I think that's the new trend. We saw so many people switch teams, right? Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. uh, They're all playing carousel, right? Tom Brady stopping, coming back. Everybody wants that chance to have that great career year. And I think that's the new thing. Um, Matt Stafford was certainly, he went from, he went to winning a Super Bowl in his first season with a new team. I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen with Matt Ryan, but I am saying that the value of him coming off the board as the 20th or 21st quarterback after Tua Tagovailoa, after Trevor Lawrence, what's going on, guys? Now, I know they're younger. I'd rather put my bet on the original Buffalo with especially compared to those guys I totally agree too and then I also think you know him staying in a, in a dome is, is going to help him at his advanced age Great and, point the, too. and the division is just it could be pretty bad uh you know them playing the, the the Texans and the Jaguars and I'm not a big believer in the Titans this year so Deshaun I Deshaun Watson is going before Matt Ryan Justin yeah, Fields is going before Matt Ryan Oof, don't like that at all I don't think so. So I don't know. That's just my take. Um, That's where I am right now. Jameis Winston's going about. Jameis Winston is going after. I could see maybe a case for that. Um, If you believe that Jameis Winston to me is either going to be up here or all the way down here. Of course. And the Saints team, like just the Saints. Like I was trying to do their over under win totals this week. And I was like seven and a half. God, that's really hard. They might blow this out or they might like drastically fail. There's so many dominoes yet to fall. We're waiting on the Camaro thing, et cetera. But anyway, um, yeah, that's where we are. Other late targets that are good. You know, Mac Jones is a nice conservative play, but you're not going to get a high ceiling. You know, Zach Wilson, I would rather have Daniel Jones. Um, If I had to take Zach Wilson, I would. No way I'm touching Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. David Mill, Davis Mills actually might be a little interesting to me if it gets really ugly. I might rather have Davis Mills than Carson Wentz. Um, And then it's just not usable. It's really not, but that's kind of the landscape. Everybody there, there is a lot of takes. We obviously did this very, very quickly, a quick summary. And obviously these things are going to change a lot. The more news we get from camp, but let's talk about news from camp. Actually, please don't overreact to news from camp. Um, You know, fat Lenny, he's already lost the weight, (laughs) got on the swim bath diet. Started eating cauliflower at Buffalo, at Buffalo Bills Wild Wings instead of um, full chicken. Um, it, just to take it with a grain of salt, you know, but it, it is okay to get a little excited. Like if you hear a report that Matt Ryan is picking up the tempo at, at camp and he seems to really like Paris Campbell, yeah, Paris Campbell's going off the board at pick 190. Sure, take a late shot on Paris Campbell. That's good information. Those things. Um, but otherwise, you know, remember last season, Jamar Chase couldn't catch a football. Oh, my God. He couldn't see the ball because uh, there's no stripes anymore. I mean, what Oops. a dumb take. Yeah. yeah. I mean, totally. So, don't overreact. And it's okay if you don't have a perfect draft because that's why we have Waiver Wire. And that's why this show is called Waiver Wired because we're going to work on your team throughout the season. Eddie, it was awesome to be back with you. And I think we should do it again next week. Let's do it again next week. Awesome first episode. And we're talking so much about Buffalo Wild Wings. Jen, I'm starving. I got to go get myself some, some OG it. Buffalo, some ranch dippings. <laughs> I don't even care. Boneless, bone wings, the flats, the drumstick, whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm for it now. I'm, I'm in the mood. I love football. Yeah. I love wings. Let's do it. And guys, don't forget, if you pre-book your party at Buffalo Wild Wings, you do get half off all your appetizers. You do get the punishment pack. It's really all about the punishment pack. And what I want you to do is I want you to book it. I want you to get the punishment pack. And I want you to send us pictures for our social media and share it with us so we can tweet it out. We want to see the person being punished 
if it's last year's loser yes. or else you'll have to do it for us in, you know, the spring. Um, and we want to see pictures from your draft and we want to share it with you. So if you do do it, let us know. Um, we'll put the link and all our tweets and everything so you can book it and get all yes. hooked up. Anyway, um, let's do it next week. Guys, uh, have a great week. You know where to find us at Jen Piacenzi, at Edward L. Murphy, and at Extra Points Network. Don't be strangers. We'll talk to you soon.